going to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, it's us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. Well, welcome to it. How all you ding dongs doing? What's going on? Listen to the uh, Joey Clark Radio Hour. And I've taken up chewing gum. Yeah, that's why he sounds like a pitcher tonight. Yeah. I feel like I should be calling in signals to you. Yeah, but I'm still a little irritable. Because I'm used to having tobacco in my mouth. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm glad you're winning yourself off of that. Oh, yeah. The willpower. And then I heard this song earlier today. I haven't heard it in a while. Okay. I relate to it. Okay, gotcha. Just a gigolo. Yeah, just, just a young gigolo. Mm-hmm. Like Prince. Yeah. So I hope all you ding-dongs are doing well. All you asshats, too. And even you butt munches. Hope you're having a good night. We're going to have a good time here. Why does it, why does it feel like we're in the sand lot? Without me, cause I ain't got nobody. Nobody is for me. Yeah, he didn't do too bad after being kicked out of Van Halen. He did that whole what, Yankee Rose thing with, uh, yeah. with Steve Vai. And then Sammy Hagar is pretty badass. You listen to Van Halen much, Brandon? Not much. Not, not much. Not as much as I should. You know, it's good stuff. More of a Wings, Eagles type guy. Yeah, you like the Eagles? Oh, man. Love the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles get a little too Americana for me now that I look back on them. Well, I mean, well, some so great crafted I, like, I, I was about to say, so, so does uh, CCR. Right. Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yeah, and I see, but I like Creedence a little more because they got that bayou. Oh, yeah. They got that bayou, that little, that little bit of that Creole, that funky yeah. thing going on, baby. Oh, yeah. Making me sound like Dusty Rhodes now that you've got the Creedence Clearwater Revival bringing it. Oh, my goodness, funky like a monkey, baby. Sound like, what's the name from, uh, oh, what is, what is that movie? Adam Sandler plays a linebacker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it sounded like Coach O, right? Yeah. Coach O's a little deeper. Coach O's a little Coach O's you got to Yeah, exactly. Like, Coach O's a little deeper, but, you know, Dustin Rhodes is a little more of a lisp, baby. But, uh, yeah, you got me clear, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Pretty oh, damn yeah. good. But oh, there's man. a little more rocking than the Eagles, I would think. Fogarty's, like, it, screaming it, his it, head it, off, it dep- man. It depends on what mood you're in. True. Yeah. Where, well, and also... This is just the different ways you can uh, you can skin a cat. Ooh. I don't know why you would. That's a weird saying. Why would you we, want we to skin a, lot of, a cat? We have, we have a lot of weird sayings. Mm-hmm. A lot of weird sayings. No, I was listening to a podcast the other night. Guys that grew up in the South. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah. I didn't realize that saying I grew up with was uh, racist. And I was like, oh, really? And I'm, I'm sitting here wondering, what's he going to say? And yeah. I'm not about to say it. Yeah. But have you heard, you know, I've been calling people ding-dongs. Because, yeah. And to let you in on that, everybody's insulting each other these days, especially when it comes to uh, 
partisan politics, of the course. Kavanaugh thing. It's really heightened it. Oh. Um, people are really getting at it. And then don't get me started on the battle of the sexism and women we oh, talked no, about. Now, now, this this is my thing. Kavanaugh is on his way to becoming the next Monica Lewinsky. He is? Oh, his name is going to be synonymous. Come on, I didn't man. know he was getting on his knees. Anyway. Um, <laughs> No, no. So what I'm trying to do, and okay. it's from a good friend of mine named Matt. Okay. Matt for short for Matthew. Uh, man, I like this gum chewing thing. Makes me feel like a smart ass. Uh, that we, as 2020 approaches and the midterms approach, instead of calling somebody like a right wing nut job or a left wing hippie or a left wing radical or right wing extremist or a commie bastard. Or, you know, a fascist, all these words. Uh-huh. Why don't you call your left-wing friends, uh, friends uh, ding-dongs? Call them ding-dongs. And then you can call your right-wing friends butt-munches. And you can call all the politicians in D.C. asshats. That's my theme lately. Oh, okay. The, the, after but, after this, this whole fiasco, I'm inclined to agree with you. But I've been calling people ding-dongs. Okay. And you've probably heard of ding-dong ditch. Yeah. I think, you know, ring the doorbell. And, and run off. Yeah, this guy on the podcast was like, that's not what we called it in Florida. I I think it was like the N-word ring. And he's like, I didn't even realize it was racist. Like, how did you not? And I actually, but listening to the guy, I'm like, I gotta believe him. Wait a minute. I believe them. Wait wait, wait a minute, can't you hear that? It's the white girl at at the Kendrick Lamar concert. (gasps) What's, What's wrong, bro? It's just all words, bro. It's just words, bro. <laughs> it's just words. No, it seriously is just words. But there is such a thing as, you know, being polite, having some sense. Oh, like our president was polite. No, when, hell when, no. When, when, he was, when he was talking hell about some, no. oh, what, where did this happen? I don't know. What time did it happen? I don't know. Oh, but that's true. Oh, I just got in the back. It's true, but that it's you true. don't berate a woman on national television. You know what? I was having this conversation last night, and I think you have a point. Don't berate. But, you know, at a certain point in life, when you say that this traumatized me for my whole life, I'm like, you know what? If you've been in war and, like, seen your friends die, mm-hmm. you know, lost a limb, mm-hmm. if you had been violently raped, yeah, I could see that, like, affecting your whole life. But, there, and let me be clear. Okay. If what Christine Blasey Ford has said happened to her is true, it's terrible. Shouldn't happen. Yeah. But when, in the last three and a half decades, has this, how? Maybe I'm being insensitive here. No, no, But, no. like, you got to move on. Well, oh, oh, really? Like like yeah. the Bill Cosby accusers? Like the Dustin Hoffman accusers? Like the Harvey Weinstein accusers? That's 25 years no, plus No, you can old. call somebody out. No, I'm not talking about the the justice, like calling somebody out righting the, the wrong. Okay. I'm talking about your own life, you. How you go on living. Like, if you are a young man and Kevin Spacey comes up to you and tries to grab you, you know. Like, okay, he shouldn't have done that. But at a certain point, you're like, all right, I'm going to go on living. And I'm sorry, it's not as traumatizing as, like, if somebody beat you. Well, well, the, that's the, the thing, the thing. There are different degrees is what I'm saying. Oh, of course. Of and this course. idea of everybody is just so, life is so hard. 
Of course. But see, a lot, of, a lot of young people are not learning this reality because that's why I thank goodness that we had bullies mm-hmm. and we had parents that was unfair because it prepared you for life. Right. But now these kids have everything so easy. By the time they come out of college, they think everything is just sunny Dale and sunny times. And when it's not, a lot of them can't deal. Well, and what happens is I'm more than willing to listen and to agree to these sort of terrible things. What Any type of abuse should not happen. But also, you, people will take that inch you give, like, we agree, this abuse should not happen, this is an injustice, and run with it. Well, because then it's like, ooh, look, now people are paying attention to me. Ooh, look at this. Oh, this oh, is now oh, oh, currency, oh. political currency, oh. to take down powerful people, especially these old white dudes. Well, wait, wait a minute, but think about this. Oh, you mean like Oprah did in the early 90s? Because mm. her show was tanking. And then she tells the story about how she had a child, right? you know, because one of the members of her family was touching on her. And that was her highest grossing show. And every show after that just kind of followed that theme. People love the drama. Oh, of course. They of course. love the drama. If, if, that, if, if people didn't love drama, mm-hmm. Maury Povich and Jerry Springer would not still have a show. Exactly. You got to love the drama. But, you know, one thing that's really driving me nuts, I'm tired of politics corrupting my money. Ooh. When, you know what? Also, when, when has politics and money not gone hand in hand? Oh. Come on now. Give me a time. No. Give me a time. A time. Because we're even talking about the Puritans. Mm. Come on now. No, but I'm tired of it corrupting my money. When hasn't it? Is the question. Mm, that's a good that's a good question. E- exactly. Money money is sometimes. Al- money has always gone hand in hand. With corruption, if we're, if we're oh, talking, no, I think politics has always gone hand in hand corruption because I think you can get money that's like you know commodity money, like you know, seashells or cigarettes in prison. Oh, oh, oh I gotta oh, do oh, things. Oh, oh you mean oh you mean like my dad giving me a million dollar loan to start my own company? Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I and 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 no, but this is the thing. I don't think money is the problem. I'm tired of people who are either too weak or too corrupt or too full of vice or too virtuous or not virtuous or too unlucky or too power hungry blaming money for their own damn problems. I'm tired of it. Well, I am tired. Money well, is not the problem. Money is a beautiful tool that allows us to have this diverse, complex economy that allows us to trade for things in ways that we never could have foreseen, to create a, a society we never could have foreseen. You know what? You know but what? then people will turn around and blame money wait, wait for the stupid things they do and for the evil things they would do anyway. Wait, wait a minute, but this is my thing. I think we should go back to the barter system. You wouldn't get as much stuff. Who needs more stuff? A lot of us. No. Nope. Nope. That that's yeah, a, but that is Americana talking through you, my no, friend. No, that's not Americana. This is like basic human civilization stuff. You're talking about vast merchant networks across Asia and Africa and Europe where money is very much involved. Because, you know, say I raise chickens. I was talking about that the other day. Okay. Where I wanted to kick a chicken because those little bastards are evil. They will take you. They're like tiny evil dinosaurs. But say I'm taking the time to brave the world with these tiny evil dinosaurs, you know, helping raise them up and get some eggs and maybe fertilizing a few eggs. Like, get in there, rooster. And all this stuff. I go through all the trouble of raising some chickens. I got to find somebody who wants eggs or who wants chickens because that's all I got. 
And, and and also, I gotta find somebody who's got something that I want. It's a double coincidence of what. Well, 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 the thing is, whereas I could give somebody some gold, or I could give somebody this you know piece of paper, some sort of token that I know other people will accept, and it allows me to hold value. I, I understand that, but I don't know. Just a marker. It's a beautiful from, tool. From the way that it was described to me by my granddad, who who was kind of in that time where it was starting to end yeah. and America was going more industrial. But he remembers a time where, okay, if you raise chickens and you got your eggs yeah. and you got your chicken meat, guess what? The neighbor down the road has cows. That's all sure. they have is cows. Right. So we're going to trade on the neighbor across the way has vegetable. So we're all going to trade. No, no and, and that other neighbor right there has fruit. And so it was just a vast network. And I have and no everybody, problem with that. And everybody got what they wanted right. and what they needed. No, but they didn't. A lot of How? people died. How? Come on. A lot of people died. How is it that we have had billions and billions of people come alive on this earth in the last you know, 100 years and, like, never before seen? And I'm I'm down with if people want to go and live and trade, yeah, go ahead. I have no problem with that. I'm saying what comes out of that pretty naturally is money. No, no, because you get a store of value, and it doesn't necessarily have to be you know greenbacks. Doesn't have to be necessarily gold or, or even silver. It could be seashells. It could be like often it comes the case in prison cigarettes. Or the most money becomes the most uh, valued good in the economy, the most valued commodity, essentially, is the biggest economy that I have dollar bills or want dollar bills worldwide because I know those dollar bills can buy all sorts of other goods and services. And that is a good thing. But when people, you know, say, well, I don't want to be virtuous, I don't want to work hard, Uh and I want to steal it from people... But I want that money. Hmm. I'll become an asshat politician. Or or yeah. or an accountant. Well, For accountants some- can provide a, a valuable service for somebody. Yeah, and they can also skim off the top, apparently. They can, but here's the thing. There are corrupt people everywhere. But it, I think there are certain professions that are inherently corrupt. Like what? Like politicians. Or kings. Or queens. Basically, any ruling class to you. Yeah, is that evil. use violence to exploit people, yeah. Oh, like the Vatican. Yeah, the Vatican did it at times. Many times. Yeah. That's, just like, that's just like now. Everybody's asking about these priests. I and mean, it could be the Vatican. It could be some aristocracy in England with their king. It could be the Chinese emperors or the Russian czars or even the emperors in Africa or the different... Yeah feuding tribes there or the the people the priests sacrificing people and Mayan civilizations or I mean there's all sorts of crazy crap where people are like we're the ones in power and we're going to use violence I don't like those people I think that profession is pretty much inherently corrupt well I'll put it to you like this that is human nature the weak I mean the strong always dominate the weak well I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree that there's uh there's some corrupt aspect to human nature, you know, and the strong can. But but do do you want to dominate? Know, the do, do you do you want to know where you see this most apparent? Like when I was in elementary school, I had a best friend. You know, me and him was cool. We played together every day and stuff. Then one day, he becomes a hall monitor. No, oh, no, that little, little bit of power, bit of power, little bit of power. Yep. By next week, he was. 
He was like a mafia boss. Hey, where you going? Do you got a right. pass? Do you want a pass? Like, whoa. Okay. Yeah. So that's what we're doing now. But but just that little little thing. Little bit of power. Imagine getting a badge that says you literally can do what you want. Right. Well, and here I want to get back to the point though. Okay. That I came out with with the the money thing. Is imagine there isn't any money, like you're saying a barter system. Yes. It takes somebody actually working to raise the chickens or raise cows or get milk from the cows or farm and harvest whatever crops you're, you're building up. You have to do something productive at some point that pe- other people want. Yes. And I love that idea. Of course. And that's all money. All money is and should be, ideally, is a shorthand for that. Like, we have created value in some way, and by created value, other people find it valuable. I might, you know, have sentimental value for something. Yeah. But we're talking about economic value, like well, well, what people are willing to well, pay well, for. Well, you, you, you think about this. trade for it. You think about this. Back, back in those days, and it sounds a little barbaric, but it's true. You used to be able to literally buy your wife. Like, okay, I've got eight cattle. I can get rid of four of them. Okay. Oh, yeah. Guess what? Tomorrow you'll have a wife. Oh, yeah. Like, it was the dowry. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, that was... Uh, he was like... Man, my, my but this woman's valuable here, yeah. man. You better give me a few cows. Yeah, yeah gave, gave up four cows. I love my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, nice. and the trading's been going on for a while. But ideally, all money is is just a shorthand to make that process of trading valuable things, value for value, more, well, well, that's, more smooth. That, that's what it used to be. But you figure now... But now there are people that think, oh, no, the value comes from the money itself. And that's why they just keep printing more. Yeah. And I think a form of theft. Oh, of course. Of course. Oh, man, the books haven't been right on the United States government in years. Right, and then every other government's piling up behind it using the U.S. dollars, kind of that peg as that reserve. I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a glorious disaster in some few. I mean, I'm not hoping for it. I, I, I was getting ready to say because the fall of 2008 proved that regular Americans are not ready to be broke. See, I would have let it just happen. This is what I mean. Like people are all worried about what was going to happen. I would have just let it happen. Well, well there's you- no reason those banks need to be bailed out. No. Oh, 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 no. But but see, a lot of people. Do- that's why I give Obama credit. Say you got hired here two days ago, mm-hmm. and on your second day you come in, hey, Joey, the banks are failing, uh, there was a disaster in New Orleans, so the insurance companies are closing up, mm. oh, and the auto industry needs a bailout too, yeah. and we need to find this terrorist, Osama Bin Laden, go. I would say, well, um, no. E- exactly. I mean, we can go find the terrorists, but uh, banks can fail because they were being stupid. <laughs> the auto industry can fail because they're being stupid and over-leveraging themselves in many other ways. We can take care of the people who are really suffering if we need to take care of the people in areas affected by you know, hurricanes and natural disasters. Sure, there's nothing wrong with that. And yeah, we can kill people that you know killed us. But as for you know, the government being the backstop for all sorts of vice and bad behavior, no. No. Well, you well, you fail, sir. Thank you. Have a good day. Oh my goodness, we can No. No. We let them fail. Well, well, this is my thing. The government is the fallback for everybody who cannot govern themselves. And that's how it was built up. But if you try to govern yourself, you know, what? that government will come after you. It, Break your well, leg and give you a crutch. 
No, no, but yeah, see, they will. But see, back back in the days, people were governing themselves, but you had corrupt people in certain areas that would take advantage. So the government stepped in and was like, you know what? We're all going to be under this one banner, and we're all going to listen to to mm-hmm. this one person. Right, that's in power. Or, or was it that the corrupt people realized mm, the best way to control things is to have a government and fund it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, by taking people's stuff. Yeah, because because a lot of people don't know that the. Uh, and that's why I mean I'm tired of politics corrupting my money. You can't have one without the other, though, Joey. I think you can. No, you can't. Yeah. U.S. history has proved otherwise. I don't think it's proven anything of the sort. I mean, ex- explain that. I mean, to a me dollar though. actually, I think, signifies a particular amount of uh, silver. Okay. And that you had standards of money brought up. I mean, of course, governments existed in this world, but the idea was that a given amount of silver is a given amount of silver. A given amount of gold is a given amount of gold. The government can say, we'll exchange our notes for a certain amount. But no, when you're dealing with it, gold's gold, silver's silver. And the market's going to bear what it's going to bear on it. And so that money and institutions that back up that money and lend out that money, they can exist without the government taking over those things. I, I think the way it works, a lot of these top bankers and finan- top people in these financial institutions, they're the main ones who back a lot of these candidates. Yeah. And well, it's, for, it's, it's for that reason. It's like, right. okay, just keep your nose out of what we're doing over here, well, and you keep doing what you're doing. Well, some of it, yes, I agree. A lot of it is. But I want to simplify this, that say the government's still issuing money. Okay. And it's not a, but I'm tired of politics corrupting my money. It's still my mantra here. Because say you do make a lot of money, like you provide a service that people like. Oh, like you do on the radio. Yeah. The product. Uh It's more service what I do on I more tell people about things, and I hopefully entertain them with my nonsense. Okay. But, and I wouldn't do well in a barter economy. What, it's you like, it? you want to hear me bloviate for an hour, sir, for one of your chickens? Yeah. And I guess storytellers did exist in the past. Oh, of course. But, okay. Say you make a lot of money. Okay. And you become even more and more successful where you are influential on in the culture. Imagine if you are, in fact, like... Google, and you didn't take any government money from the beginning. That's not actually how it worked, but fair yeah. enough. Say you're some corporation and you started up, you found success, you didn't take any government money, you are completely independent, and you refuse to go lobby in D.C. You just tell them, how much do I have to pay you? Like, what's the general tax? Alright, leave me alone. They won't. They won't let you do that. Oh, of course not, because they'll get you on something else. Oh, you and by they, who are they? Oh, the politicians. Politicians, but the, also your competitors. And here's the whole point, and this is why I mean I'm tired of my politics corrupting my money. Is that when you give the government so much power to manipulate and nudge and control people in almost every aspect of their lives, what's going to happen is the people that have all the money and want the money will go, hmm, instead of providing a great product or service at the lowest possible cost, the most efficiency that will help people so they'll buy it, I can make money by going to the government and controlling my competitors. It it makes sense because... 
And then well, the other way of the street, because it's a two-way street, okay. is say you don't want to play that game. Some politician will come along to you and go, you know, we're thinking about passing this bill that would really up costs in your industry and probably tax you more. It might even destroy your business altogether. But I don't know if we're going to do that or not. Oh, by the way, two weeks from now, Brandon... This is a lovely business you have, but two weeks, a couple of miles down the road, we're having a fundraiser. I hope to see you there. There it is. And they, in fact, do this with Wall Street, or, well, Wall Street's a different game, but you notice Wall Street, you know, gives to both parties. But they do this with Hollywood and Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley wants more freedom on the internet, until recently. <laughs> and then... Hollywood wanted more control because of privacy and copyright and these sort of things. Well, no, no. The first thing you said was correct. Privacy. Yeah. Especially with the Weinstein thing. Every producer and director is sweating their brows off. Oh, sure. Because they know. They know. In their past... I'm, okay, here's... Well, this is a completely different topic. And I'm thank you for humoring me on the uh, money Oh, of course. ...thing. Because it... I do get a little driven nuts, but yes, money in politics is a problem. Like, all the buying of influence, but also the politics corrupts the money. In deep ways in monetary policy, well, 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 but well. also in ways that pervert true business and industry and people just trying to get by. Well, well, you, you look at, because uh, on Newsroom, which is one of my favorite shows, yeah, that's a good one. they talked about one of the most powerfulest companies that nobody knows about, the Koch Brothers. Yeah, well, nobody. If you went to the average person on the street and said, "Do you know what Coke Industries is?" They think you're talking about Coca-Cola. Right, I know what Coke Industries is. But they have bought so many elections. No, they haven't. Oh yeah, they have. They've raised money for certain people. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, by, it, by by raised you mean raised their pen and signed the check? Yes, yes, yes. They have. They are allowed to use their money for a political cause because that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, so is George Soros, and so is all these other rich billionaires that have their cause. But here's the thing: Hillary Clinton had a lot more money than Donald Trump. She lost. Yeah. Mitt Romney and Jeb Bush. Had a lot more money than Donald Trump. They lost. The Koch brothers want free flow of immigration, open borders, essentially. The Koch brothers probably want decriminalization of a lot of drugs. The Koch brothers, yes, they do. The Koch brothers are all for criminal justice reform because they're really libertarians at the end. And yes, the Koch brothers want less regulation, not only on their businesses, but a lot of other businesses. And the Koch brothers want lower taxes. They don't want tariffs also on free trade. Are the Koch brothers getting their way? No. If, if, if that's the not case. Not really. Give it time. Maybe. Give it time. But here's the thing. There are a lot more people than the Koch brothers vying for that power. The Koch brothers are one but, player. But who and has, they're actually out in the open about what they're doing for the most part. But I'm just saying, who has the money, though, like they do? Not many. It's some. some. But, but it's not many. That There's is some. a very... Very short list. There are some that oh, yeah. are active in politics and have an ideological bent. I mean, they also, people who make a lot of money usually, usually, not always, got that money because they were damn successful and did something people, other people wanted. Or you were born into it. Yeah, but the person who's had it before you 
And here's the thing. There are some people, money does not hand on virtue. I grant you that. No, here's the idea. In order to create wealth in the first place, you have to be virtuous in some sense. And I don't mean like you're a choir boy. I mean you have some knack for providing something other people want. Well, well, and so you create that money in the first place. You start a business of some type, and that money is created. And here's the point, is that even though you maybe give $400 million worth of real estate and cash and other holdings to your offspring, your sons, yeah, doesn't mean your sons necessarily have been received the virtue that allowed you to build that wealth in the first place. And I was going to bring up the point of that's just like Conrad Hilton and Paris Hilton. Yeah. And there are some people... Totally different souls. I think the numbers are astounding. Some people who become self-made millionaires, I don't know about billionaires, self-made millionaires, give the money to their children and how quickly those children drop out of the highest echelons well, 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 of wealth well, you have, you have because to, they don't carry on the virtue well, well, that of what created that money. That's why a lot of rich people, when they have children, what do they do? They send their kids to the best private schools mm-hmm. because, oh, my son's going to have a better education than me. Does not mean he's going to have better common sense. Exactly. Because I will take common sense over education any day. Absolutely. You know, and uh, I think you said something about George Carlin saying, um, I don't want, I don't want schooling to get in the way of my education. Education, genius. Oh yeah, no, I think it was Mark Twain actually. Mark, Mark Twain, yes. Yeah, and, never let uh, school get in the way of my education. And, and yeah. it's genius because most education happens outside of the classroom, I not in a textbook. Completely agree. You know, no. Generally, at the end of the day, I want people to be free and to rise or fall on their own merits without using violence and fraud against other people. So why do you think the latter occurs more often than the? I don't think it necessarily does, comparatively speaking, actually. What do you mean? I think compared to most of human history, we're doing all right. Even though there's a hell of a lot of corruption and bad crap that goes on, I think we're doing pretty good. It's the most charitable nation on Earth, most prosperous on Earth. It's created all sorts of things and opportunities. We've had incredible social change, probably never before seen in human history. And this is is why I take the long run. Don't get me started, man. There's a lot of crap I do not like. Now, now, you know what? I hate to say it. The Industrial Revolution was, for us, was kind of a double-edged sword. It it made us produce goods at a faster rate and and allow more people to live. It allowed a middle class. Yes. But it also gave certain businessmen the the money and the acumen to kind of take and over. I would rather those businessmen have power because they're providing something to people than people having power because their daddy was king or a duke or an earl. Well, well what's, the, what's the difference? Because Henry... Uh, Henry for Junior. Because they still have know, to use it. that money and to create more money. And if you really want to have true power, you have to be dynamic in how you use that wealth. Not really. Because I if, if, I, if I've it, left you a self-sustaining system in place and I die off, only thing you have to do is not touch the system and you'll always have money. Maybe. Ford has done the same thing. You, you might be personally comfortable. I'm talking about real power. Okay. 
But we got to hit a break here. Okay, okay. See, here's the thing, though. I'm just, I don't want anybody to come away from this show thinking that I think making money's a bad thing. Making money's a beautiful thing. Taking care of yourself and doing it the right way, investing in your future, is a good thing. Actually building up wealth in your own life, living the American dream so you can then pass it on to not just your family, but also help out your friends or help out that stranger who's having a hard time on the side of the road. We've met these folks. When you create wealth for yourself and for those you love, you can enrich this world. The whole idea of solving the world's problems, in my mind, is about enriching yourself, not just like the dollar, the bottom line, but actually... What are the virtues that you need in order to create a certain standard of living? And then how can you pass that on to others? And that's why I want to talk about a mutual friend of ours. Oh, okay. Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group. Oh. No, he changed his own life. And I'm using that word virtue on purpose. Of course. He figured out certain virtues, certain practices, certain habits that would allow him to change his own life, to enrich his own life. He started investing in real estate, managing oh. those properties. And it's all win, 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 win. So, so wait a minute, wait a minute. So, wait a minute, Joey. Can I invest in properties, too? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But but wait a minute. But I, I don't know if I like managing them, though, man. Yeah, but that's why Eddie Bader is with the Goodson Group. And you can go to thegoodsongroup.com. And what they'll do if you're thinking about buying a property to rent it out, but you're hesitant, like, am I going to be able to get tenants or am I just going to be sitting on this property paying the mortgage without any rent coming in? They will find, to the best of their ability, tenants to live in that first month before you even close on the property. Ooh. And if you're worried about... All the things that go into managing a property, the Goodson Group can manage the property. So, so wait a minute. For so, you. so they manage like lawn services, and mm-hmm. if something goes wrong, they handle exactly. It? They can handle all of that. But also, maybe you are just looking. You know, you're up and coming professional, and you maybe could live at a place for a little while or rent it out. Yeah. Here's one. 2023 Ellen Street. It's a one-bedroom, one-bath in Cloverdale. Folks, this place is a steal. It is priced under 70K. A 15-year documented rental history that proves this place, how much it can perform, how much money it can bring in. Because, I mean, as a single guy, one-bedroom, one-bath in the heart of Cloverdale, at that price, original hardwood floors from 1936, lots of built-in storage, but with a modern kitchen, nice deck on the outside for entertaining, brand-new roof. This place is a steal. So if you're thinking of properties like that, whether to live in it, because I'm thinking about it, or to rent it out. Now, now, wait a minute, but... I mean, who would I need to get in contact with? Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group, man. What's the number? 322-0662. If you're thinking of a real estate agent, think Eddie Bader. 322-0662. You can check out places like 2023 Ellen Street. Go to thegoodsongroup.com. You can see all their listings there. Or again, just give Eddie a call. Got you, got you. Thanks, 322-0662. David Lee Roth may not have anybody. He's so lonely. But you got Eddie Bader. You got Joey. And you got the Goodson Group. And you got Brandon God's Gift Ross, ladies and gentlemen. You might be a ding-dong. You might be a butt munch. You might be some miserable, sad sap like David Lee Roth here. Some lonely, just a gigolo kind of fella. Your life is still good. You got us. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. We'll be right back.
Joey Clark. Fifty-nine people have reportedly died from this activity. No, it's not smoking pot. I guess, yeah, there might be some idiot who, you know, smoked a joint or something or a blunt and, you know, went out cruising on the interstate or, you know, fell off a balcony. It's not really the pot's fault. You're, you're just being an idiot. Okay. Um, no. 200-something people have died from taking a selfie. In dangerous areas. Oh, like in your car while you're driving? Right. Of course. I, I knew that that had to be the thing. The worst, And I say this all the time because I'm always in Montgomery traffic. The worst thing they gave people here was cell phones. Yep. And I'm talking old and young alike. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And it's, it's crazy because it's more old people who are distracted by them than the young people. Well, especially in cars. I'd imagine accidents are way up. But also, July of this year, a 19-year-old guy named Gavin Zimmerman, he fell That's to hard. his death while taking selfies on a cliff in New South Wales, Australia. Like, two, hmm, two, two questions. I'm going to take a selfie while I'm right on a... Well, well, well this, this is, that, that's what I'm saying. This is my question. At what point does social media become irrelevant? Because is it that important for me to... That's just like they have the commercial of the woman sending this last text message. And it's like, yeah, I'll be there. It, and it just stops. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this person rear, was rear-ended or was side-swiped by somebody while trying to send this last text message. Just wait a second people like have that's your the, wits about you your life message. is not your phone well tomer frankfurter that's really? not a made-up name really it's actually why, in this story people, here why do people do that to their kids tomer frankfurter died in california's yosemite national park in september after falling 250 meters while he was trying to take a selfie it's just not that important anymore. I mean, for what? For 15 likes? But that right. goes back to the point that you made in a few shows back, uh, Joey, when you was like, everybody likes attention. Oh, yeah. All people like attention. I think people like to... I like it to a degree. But then also, I... I mean, you're in radio. Come on, Well, Joseph. no, ask me, though. Or let me ask you, because okay. I'm an introvert. Of course. So I like attention to a degree. But then I'm like, leave me alone! Nah. 
people. Are can't you get an enough. extrovert or an introvert? Introvert. Introvert. I don't go out most weekends. Yeah. Like everybody assumes because I have my own place, they're like, "Oh, I know you just be all downtown Montgomery." No, most times. The most comfortable place I would rather be is at home because yeah. I have to. A lot of times I have to convince myself to go out because that involves okay. Now I have to get ready. Now I have to pull extra money out that I probably don't have. Right. Then I have to go somewhere that I've never been before, somewhere I'm probably not going to be comfortable around younger people, louder noise, more cramped. And see, once I get to considering all that, or I can just sit at home with Netflix. Right. And Hanging out with other people is draining. That's why, let's do a big Netflix preview. Oh, of course. Things that are coming out. Well, off the top of my head. Well, I mean, last night, I think it was on, yeah, it was on Netflix. It was like uh, Rust to Riches. Oh. It's about uh, the shop Gotham something. Um, they essentially find. Oh, the, the, the Gotham, uh, it's like an auto shop. Yeah. Yeah, they customize uh, small builds and sell them for bigger builds. They trade and sell, and they literally like make money from each build. Right, and they were talking, last night I was watching them, they made a guy a, repu- a replica of a... Hot Wheels car. Hot Wheels, yeah, the split, double vision, split, split, split vision, vision, or yeah. double vision, yeah. Split vision. It was basically a Corvette that they took the top off of, and... Yeah. And they put the two individual cockpits, the sliding cockpits, and then the exhaust system was Which on the cool. top. It was cool as hell. Yeah. They get the Futura, the Butts model. Yeah. You know, the actual mold from the Butts, the original one. Really cool stuff. I love that show. I love shows like that. Um, actually, on October the 19th, uh, Netflix will be releasing the other half to one of my favorite docu-series. They're called docu-series now. Yeah. Um, Hip Hop Evolution. Very. You turn me on to that. Really yes. cool show. Oh, man. And I'm probably going to go back, binge watch yeah. the first three or four and that way i'll be all caught up by the time the 19th comes around and also it's a lot of great movies coming out too man mm-hmm. like uh i finally seen the preview for creed 2 oh man yeah I you can... gotta do a remind me that apollo creed died <laughs> he's no, he's sorry. forever alive I, I'm, I'm sorry man i'm sorry he's he's forever alive I, I i forever remember that scene where the where the trainer was like throw in the towel no, yes well, then he, that actor comes around and plays, what is it, like Chubbs? Yeah. And uh, Happy Gilmore? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Happy, I got my hand back. It's all do, in do, the do. hips. It's all in the hips. Go, go, to, go to your happy place. I'm going to go home and watch that today. Just um, to see Bob Barker knock, knock Adam Sandler out. There's a new uh, stand-up special out from Joe Rogan. Ooh. I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Um, called Strange Times. Then uh, Burt Kreischer's got one called Secret Time. Oh, okay. And Secret, I've seen that one. Very, very funny. Burt Kreischer's great. And actually, uh, they also have a new documentary uh, about Mr. Rogers. Ooh. Yeah, it's uh, called Can I Be Your Neighbor? And it just chronicles his life after coming back from the war and how the idea of his show got started. You know, oh, because wow. he's seen a lot of his war buddies were... They couldn't cope emotionally with what happened to them over there. They couldn't talk, talk about, about some it. Serious trauma. Yeah. Exactly. So he came up with this idea: was if I could teach children how to cope with their emotions, how to communicate, they could become more well-rounded adults. Yeah. 
And I thought, and I mean, of course, now it's kind of like, duh. But, you know, back then, that was kind of revolutionary. Like, wow, nobody um, was thinking about stuff like that. You've, have you seen the movie Patton, where the one guy and uh, George C. Scott plays Patton? It's yeah. an incredible movie. But the one scene where Patton is talking to the shell-shocked soldier. Yeah. And, like, smacking him across the head and just thinks he's a coward. And I think there has, and this gets back to something I was saying earlier, that I'm all for understanding uh, psychological trauma. Okay. And how early it can begin. Um, and that's why that Mr. Rogers documentary, it sounds fascinating. What's it called again? Uh, can I Be Your Neighbor? Absolutely. It's, I got to watch that on Netflix. But And, and it was cool because um, if you go to YouTube, they have uh, it's a channel called the React Channel. And mm -hmm. uh, they showed kids and their parents reacting to Mr. Rogers. Of course, kids of this generation have no idea who he is. But the parents were explaining it to him. And this mother got so emotional because she's like, that show helped me through so many moments in my yeah. life, you know, because he had an episode where he talked about death. Oh, yeah. You know, and he was up there like, um, yeah, because a friend of mine and his name was Robert, he died. And, you know, the series music kind of came on. And you think nowadays it's like, OK, death is discussed all the time. But right. back then it was just something that you really didn't discuss, especially with kids. Well, and with kids, things you take for granted that have been discussed for centuries, not millennia, it's still new to them. Exactly. Still new to them. And, and, and I just, I thought that was so cool that, you know, as old as this woman was, she still reacted like that to yeah. Mr. Rogers. Well, that's, that's awesome. And I don't know. In all seriousness, I think I am on the side of I don't like what I would call the victim culture. That we're in now? Yeah, because here's why. I think there are actual victims of incredible injustices and traumas. But I find it either a disservice and then bridging on gross mm -hmm. and an injustice in and of itself when you start using that victim status or something that's happened to you that was real or perceived victim, you know, as a way to advance power against other people. It's it's the mentality of, like, look how put upon I am, and you're saying this in a society that you know does have sympathy. Oh, of course. In a society that does want to help the so-called least of these. And essentially a Christian society that wants to help people that are to a degree. I mean, though I look at... Like, say I look at the American left. It's essentially secular Christianity. It's taken a lot of the, the church out of it, now, but it's essentially that. Now, the the thing is with the victim culture, and I think you're right to an extent because everybody has been a victim of something. Yeah. But we all can't use it to become famous and make millions. We, we can't. There's just not enough room for everybody. Right. You know, but... Well, and also I think it's foolish to... And it's why I'm an individualist at the end of the day. Like, say somebody did something to me. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe it's a bad relationship. It would be really stupid of me to go, oh, women are like that. Well, no, because women are individuals, and they are very different. Yeah, but... Each at, of them, but even the, with all their common but, but things. At, but at the same time, you have guys that'll do other things. That will do that. Like, like let me post these certain pictures on yeah. the Book of Faces. Oh, right. And then, and so the girls, the other shoe being on the other foot, oh, men are like this. Exactly. And I'm like, well, no, certain men are. 
certain women are certain people well, are well it, go, it goes back to the old saying you know an eye for an eye leaves us both blind right so it, it just keep it's like a cycle that just keeps going and going and going i just i worry sometimes when we get in these categories like rich poor that's a conversation we have all the time of course not just you and i but everybody has it rich the haves have nots the rich poor the men women um black white hispanic and or other whatever i i, I mean I, I, I find it as progressive as we are i find it funny that we still fight over something as menial as color and different well and i think uh, where we trip up all the time and on all those different sorts of divides so to speak is the the stereotype of the of the group identity so democrats are this way women are this way white people and black people and are this way and it's, this is why i like comedy because there are true stereotypes of course there are differences in culture obviously men and women are different there are differences in white and black culture but then if you really get down into it you're like what's white culture i'm like man i can line you up while a lot of different white guys are very different than me i'm sure i can line no, up a no, lot of different black guys are very different than very, you. very different because you you have certain white guys that listen to pop music you have some right. that that are your country boys then you have some that are just rock and roll to their heart i mean they're all different people and so we, we may be of, of the same race but right. we, we are different and even if you have a lot of things in common it's about actually getting to know the individual people and i think that's where we get tripped up where we talk about all these dynamics including rich and poor there's sometimes people are poor because they're very unlucky for whatever reason, sometimes poor because it's their own damn fault. Sometimes people are rich because they got really lucky. Well, 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 because you, they were brilliant. And well, well because you have to look at a lot of people who are poor. The family's poor. You know, yeah. okay, mom had me young. Right. You know, or grandma had mama young and mama had me young. And it's just like a cycle. It just keeps going. Oh, yeah. Oh, and sometimes people are stuck in a cycle. Sometimes uh, people, you know, illness. That yeah. can happen. And it can really knock people out financially. But then sometimes people are like, you know, think of the guy who gets, you know, inherits a million dollars. And then five years, ten years later, he's got nothing. He's in bankruptcy court. It's his own damn fault. Well, well, if... What's like, the, you, you, what, you, wait, 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 advantage, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And but, you screw that up, it's your own fault. Wait, wait a minute, but what's the old saying? You, sh you show a man the fish, he'll eat for a day. You mm. teach a man the fish, or, yeah. he'll eat for life. Okay, I can give you a million dollars, but if I haven't shown you how to invest that, That's the truth. how to, you know. So, you got to have the virtue behind what creates that wealth. Or the knowledge. Yes. yes. I, w I will agree. I will, I'll agree to that. Yeah. We just, we got to come together as individual people. Oh, yeah. We do. Man, I love this song. We, we got all the different boxes and groups we fit into, but we're just individual people. As uh, flawed and as with the, all of us have blinders, we but can you, only but, know so much and see so. But but you know what? I love coming on here and just discussing new ideas and stuff like that, man. Well, and I'm, I didn't even call you a ding dong tonight. I didn't even call you an asshat. You, call, you called me a ding dong once. Did I call you a butt munch? No, not yet. Good, because <laughs> I am getting over my tobacco itch. Uh, day three is almost over, folks. I'm feeling better every way, every day. Just come, come on together, Joe. All right. Well, isn't that always the goal, to come together?